This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 176, episode 176 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had the best Wednesday night of your life. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, part of the Big Night Media team with some awesome podcasts like Drinks After Work, Boston and Coming with Joe Maz, Eat the Damn Cake, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Be Fit, The Hobby, Rambling with a Perp. Burnt Toast, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Music You're Missing, A Chance to Strive, and so many other great podcasts. And if you're into sports cards, don't forget to check out Big Night Breaks every single weeknight, even on Saturday sometimes too. Yeah, it really depends on the day and the vibe that they're in, but YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatnot, any platform, it's there. If you're not into doing all that stuff on platforms, well, you can go down to Patriot Place down in Foxborough. Go to the store. It's called the Card Vault. Check it out. It's a beautiful store. Get some sports cards there. And if you want some free tickets to upcoming shows at Big Night Live, you can follow Big Night Media on Instagram and check out Timmy Ticket Tuesday for your chance to win free tickets. And you can always support the Banner Banter podcast by going to BigNightShop.com clicking the Big Night Media tab and buy some Banner Banter Podcast merchandise. And sorry about my voice. These last, like, this whole playoff run has just been a lot. Going to games, doing the podcast. I work like 70 hours a week. And my, my, my body's basically like, go fuck yourself. But you know what? Here we are. So my, apolo- my apologies about my voice in advance. And before we begin, um, I just want to send my condolences uh, to all the families that were affected by the mass shooting at that elementary school in Texas. Just heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. I can't even imagine what they're going through right now. Uh, so my condolences with them. I have two beautiful, beautiful nieces that are soon to be three, and one is already five that I am obsessed with. And my sister is a middle school teacher, so just the fact that the three of them and even my brother-in-law, the fact that he has to worry about his his wife and his two girls going to school every day is just, ugh, it's just heartbreaking. And if you aren't upset by this, you have no soul and you're an asshole. Like, I don't trust a politician. I don't care what side you're on. I don't care what side you believe in. I hate them all. And I just really hope they can fix this country soon, especially the access to guns real soon. So my nieces and my sister can go to a school every single day and be safe. And that's really all, I, all that I have to say about that. But let's focus on the Boston Celtics. This is a Boston Celtics podcast. I am Timmy G. I am your favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder. Here we are. 
the Boston Celtics win 93-80 to in Miami on the road, Game 5, and now lead the Eastern Conference Finals three games to two. They only have to win one more game to go to the NBA Finals. Game 6 is Friday night at TD Garden at 8.30 on ESPN. Marcus Smart was back. Rob Williams played again. Tyler Hero was out again for the Miami Heat. But this first half, folks, this first half of basketball or whatever the hell it was, like, I have taken better-looking shits after eating Chipotle than whatever the first 24 minutes of that game was. Oh, my God. It was so bad. And, yes, I know it was going to be a physical series. It was going to be a series that was really focused on defense, and both of these teams are ridiculous defensively. But this was just horrific. I mean, bad shots, bad turnovers, bad shot selection. You know, people not even hitting the rim on some shots, not even hitting the backboard on some shots. I mean, the dribbling, just people just standing and watching the ball. It was just, it was awful. If I was a non-NBA fan watching that game, they, I, I would have said, this is why I don't watch the NBA. It sucks. And you couldn't even argue with them. They wouldn't be wrong. And listen, I, I said in episode 175, it was all about the first minute, first five minutes. And it wasn't about that at all because both teams sucked. Both teams came out with whatever type of energy that they had. Like, it it seemed like the Celtics didn't have any energy, and then it also seemed like the Heat did, but, like, no, no, they didn't. I mean, the Heat got some great looks. They killed the Celtics on the offensive boards to start. And if the Celtics do move on to whatever team that they play, if they can win Game 6 or if they can't win Game 6, they win Game 7. I mean, you cannot give either team on the Western Conference long rebounds that will lead to second-chance three-pointers because, unlike the Miami Heat, they will hit those shots. Like, seriously, if the Celtics move on, like, that can't be a thing. I mean, the Celtics had 10 turnovers in the first half. Again, like, Jalen Brown had four of them. And listen, Jalen Brown, his ball handling has always been an issue with me, with other people, and hopefully with the Celtics organization, the coaching staff, the exec, executives, and even more important, and I hope it's always been an issue with Jalen Brown. Has it improved? Sure. But, like, for whatever reason, over the last six quarters, maybe even more, it, it, it has just gone away. And he just, he just has to realize he has to stop dribbling in traffic. It's embarrassing at times. And in the second half, credit to Ime or Will Hardy or Damon Sotomayor or anyone on that staff, Ime's staff, for making him a catch-and-shoot guy in that second half. Jalen in the first half, four turnovers, two of seven from the field. He was a minus one. Jalen in the second half, zero turnovers, eight of 12 from the three uh, from the field, and was a plus 19. Jalen Brown is better off the dribble with space than pick and roll and attacking in his zone. I'd rather have Jalen Brown like come around, catch a curl, and take an elbow jumper or stand in the corner and wait for Jason Tatum to drive and dish because Tatum's getting you know, everyone is just attacking Tatum defensively and Tatum can find him in the corner like he did a couple times late in that third quarter and to start that fourth quarter. Though that is where Jalen Brown's best. Jalen Brown is not best being an ISO player at times does he have flashes sure absolutely but like 
I've said it all year, and I will continue to say it, especially for my boy, J.C. Caesar. Jalen Brown is the most important player for the Boston Celtics, okay? Think about this. Think about the first half. The Celtics sucked. Jalen Brown sucked. Tatum kind of got going in the third. It was cute. It was adorable. And then once Jalen Brown got going, it was a wrap. It was over. And I'm telling you, this team goes as far as Jalen Brown goes. If you look at all the Celtics wins this year, all of them, Jalen Brown was a vital part of them. Now, obviously there are some times where, you know, Jason Tatum goes off for 50 or, you know, a crazy Marcus Smart 25-point game, sure. But this team's success this year, as great as Tatum has been, has been because of Jalen Brown and his improvement in all aspects of the game. And hopefully Jalen got out of a little funk that he was in because once he scored 40 points in, what was that, game three, and he had, what, 112? Oops, excuse me. He had 112 turnovers. Like, hopefully that gets him out of a little funk. But before we dive into the second half and talk about, you know, how the Celtics really won this game, we have to give a huge shout-out, two huge shout-outs to Derek White and Al Horford. I mean, Derek White came off the bench and just attacked. And when he did he didn't miss. He he also found the open shooters, the open guys cutting to the rim. He passed the ball so well. He played the point guard position tonight better than Marcus Smart did. And quick note on, on Marcus Smart. Props to him for trying to play. Clearly, he's not ready. You know, just an off night for him. That's fine. Probably overthinking about his ankle. And he he will come out better Friday. There's no doubt about it. Because I don't think the Celtics team realizes, or maybe they do, if they can win on Friday, they don't have to play again until June 2nd, which I believe is Thursday. So you're listening to this on Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, whatever. If the Celtics win on Friday, they do not have to play again until Thursday. So that should also, if they're like, wow, I could really use a day or two off, huh, we'll go balls to the motherfucking wall on Friday at TD Garden. Like, you, you just got to do it. But anyways, back to Derek White. His defense on Max Struss and Duncan Robinson and fighting through screens was bonkers. He would run around screens, try and block their shots from behind. He did that once or twice, if not even more. He would go under screens and then put a hand in their face. It was awesome. He was a huge reason why the Miami Heat went 4 of 23 in the third quarter. 4 of 23 in the third quarter. And if you listen to any of these podcasts during the Miami Heat series so far, I have told you if the Celtics can limit the Miami Heat in transition and limit their fast break points, the Miami Heat's offense, their half-court offense, isn't that great. And guess what the Celtics did tonight? They only allowed... Five fast break points. Just get back on defense. I mean, there was a play where the Miami Heat had a wide open layup. And Derek White hustled his ass down the floor, stole the ball, tried to save it, and couldn't. But, like, those type of plays that we usually couldn't, that we usually see from Marcus Smart can spread through the team. And it showed right there. Derek White pulled a Marcus Smart-like play and saved a hoop. 
Like, seriously, and I'm pretty sure that the Heat did not score on that possession either, and if they did, my apologies. But Derek White and Al Horford were the only reasons why the Celtics were only down five at halftime because Jalen sucked and Jason sucked. Rob played pretty well. You know, Bam Adebayo does not like when Rob Williams is on the floor. I'll tell you that right now. When Bam Adebayo kind of went on a run late in that game and, you know, got a couple fadeaway jumpers in the paint Al Horford was on him it wasn't Rob Williams and I mean Rob Williams defending the three-pointers in the corner he blocked what two or three shots from he was literally like in the middle of the paint and sprinted and flew and you know changed like stopped time and with his long ass reach blocked some shots that Gabe Vincent three the PJ Tucker three it was very impressive but speaking of impressive Al Horford how you doing wow I mean, what else can we say about this guy during this playoff run? He has been absolutely incredible. I mean, you can argue he was the best player on the floor in Game 4, and he did everything right tonight. At one point, he was leading the Boston Celtics in scoring. His defense on Bam was great. His defense off of screens by not dropping too far so the Miami uh, Heat shooters didn't get a lot of space. And next thing you know, now they're overthinking it, and that's what you want. You don't want shooter. You want shooters to overthink every single shot that they have because that means they have zero confidence, and that's what you love to see. I mean, five assists, two blocks, and you know what? The thing with Al is you can just fucking trust him. You really can. Five of eight from the field, went to the line seven times. I didn't like how many free throws the Celtics missed, but they did get to the line again a lot, which is great. But just Derek White and Al Horford, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Let's talk about Jason Tatum, shall we? I mean, first off, let's kill the vibe just real quick because I'm obviously in a good mood. I hope you're in a good mood. One win away from the NBA Finals, and they get two opportunities to do it. But I am wildly concerned about his shoulder. I am. I know stingers can stick around for a while and act up here and there, but whatever happened in the first half, that was alarming motherfucking alarming woo 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 that was alarming i really hope he gets the proper treatment tonight tomorrow friday morning friday afternoon friday right before the game all of it if he doesn't have to pick up deuce for 24 hours whatever the case may be i i i just really hope he's okay and and by the way congratulations to jason tatum for making first team all nba well deserved but if you want to be top five if you want to be top 10 You close this game out on Friday, and you get your rest so you can show the entire world, world, global, like Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, okay? The entire world, the type of player that you are. You gotta close this thing out on Friday. Ugh, just because of all the injuries this team has, you have to close this thing out on Friday. Ugh, but anyways, now, Tatum... How can I say this the right way? Minus getting his and getting his shot going, which definitely got the team going a little bit, I thought his rebounding was the key in this. In I don't want to say the game because he sucked in the first half, but definitely the key in the second half. I mean, the Heat did have 19 offensive rebounds, and I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't for Tatum's rebounding in the second half, I think he got eight rebounds in that second half. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Miami Heat would still be getting offensive rebounds, and the game ended, what, an hour ago? Maybe an hour and a half ago? Just absolutely crazy. Um, but he, I'm telling you, the third quarter run that the Celtics went on, and the it was just the fact that it was, what, a five-point game with two minutes to go in the third, and two minutes into the fourth quarter, they're up 14. Like, you just don't see that from the Celtics. To close at a quarter strong and then start another one strong, 
And that was just great to see. Jason Tatum got others involved. He made the right decisions. He found his shots. He found the mismatches. He did a great job. And that type of swag and confidence and trust in his teammates and willing to fight to get rebounds, again, has to be a part of Game 6, for the love of God. So, Game 6, I got four things to say. Number one, say it with me, limit your fucking turnovers. Celtics took control of the lead in the third quarter because guess what? In the first half, they had 10 turnovers. In the third quarter, they had one. One, not two. Uh, 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 like on the count right now, one. Uh, uh, like one motherfucking turnover. That's it. That's all that they had. And then they had 10. So think about it. If you look at the Celtics in the third quarter, you go, Wow, they outscored them 32-16. to 16. That's really impressive. But we only scored 37 points in the first half. Oh, because we had 10 turnovers in the first half and then one turnover in the third quarter. Think about that. And then they only had four in the fourth quarter, which, again, still, you know, you could argue maybe is a little too much, but it's better than 10 in the first. First half, maybe it was 72 in the first half. That's what it fucking felt like. Number two, rebound the basketball. Please and thank you. Please. Like, you, you, you can't be allowing them to get 19 rebounds, uh, 19 offensive rebounds. And if you're gonna, you better get more than six. You better get 10 or 11 or 12 and take advantage of your second chance points as well. So either attack the glass offensively, but again, you really don't want to do that because you want to make sure you get back in transition to stop the Miami Heat from getting easy points because that's how their offense gets going. But limit the offensive rebounds, rebound the basketball. Number three, understand the moment, but do not let the moment get to you. I literally feel like I'm one of those like Instagram reels of the motivational people yelling at a crowd. Understand the moment, but don't let the moment get to you. But seriously, this is going to be the hardest game to win in this, in this starting fives NBA career. This group has never been this close. I know Al Horford won some, you know, NCAA Final Four National Championships, fine, whatever. But this starting five with the rookie coach has come so far. This has been one of the wild, wildest roller coaster rides of all time. It's like the Yankee Cannonball on steroids. Like, seriously. But they need to finish the job. And there is no, there is not a tougher way to win. There is not a game that is more tough to win than a closeout game, especially to go to a championship. They almost blew the lead tonight. I mean, halfway through that fourth quarter, the Heat went on a 16-6 run. We know this team has a hard time keeping the pedal to the metal, but they got the TD fans behind them, and now you got the confidence. There isn't a Heat player going home right now, in the locker room right now, getting treatment right now with confidence. Jimmy Butler... I mean, Jimmy Butler's probably had some bad games. Jimmy Butler, one of the better NBA players. I'm sure he's going to put this game aside. And maybe Bam Adebayo has some confidence with kind of how he played in the fourth quarter, but there is not a Heat player with confidence. Not Struss or Struess, not Duncan Robinson, not Tyler Hero. He hasn't played in a couple games. Maybe Gabe Vincent, you know because for whatever reason, he loves playing the Celtics. But like, oh yeah, and by the way, fuck Kyle Lowry. Nice goose egg today, you schmuck. But Miami wants to go, to come back to Miami to play basketball, and the Boston Celtics 
should want to send the heat back to Miami to go fishing. So understand the moment, but do not let the moment get to you. And number four, fun little fact, the Celtics are undefeated in the playoffs so far in even-numbered games. <laughs> the more you know. And that's it for episode 176 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thank you so much for listening as always. What a crazy run it's been. One more win. Five more overall, but one more win to get to the NBA Finals. Wow, and they got two tries to do it. Absolutely crazy. So thanks again for listening. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And uh, yeah, that's it. So toodles and noodles, X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.